I'm Barton McKee and I'm Professor of European Public Health at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. I'm also President of the European Public Health Association. Martin McKee, many thanks for talking to the Lancet podcast. Why is the ongoing membership of the European Union for the UK important, not just for the UK, but for public health in Europe? Most obviously, many of the threats to public health today pay no respect whatsoever to borders. The classic examples are infectious diseases which move with people and with goods, and we need an international response to that. We do have that mechanism in Europe. We have the European Centre for Disease Control in Stockholm, which is a very effective system for ensuring coordination of disease surveillance across Europe and for supporting responses to outbreaks when they occur. It also does a great deal of work in building up capacity in some of the countries where the uh, structures have historically been weaker. And that's really important because if there is any weakness in the linkage in the system, then the whole thing falls apart. The other areas are uh, in the environment. Uh, the European Union now has responsibility for many areas of our environment, and that includes things at a global level, such as climate change, where we need concerted international action. Historically, the European Union has done much to address problems like acid rain. So we see there uh, areas where the uh, if we didn't have the European Union and we weren't a member of it, we would have to reinvent it. But of course, the other areas are uh, the uh, free movement of hazardous products. The European Union has now brought in a very effective tobacco products directive, which makes sure that uh, there are adequate controls on cross-border advertising, regulates the composition of cigarettes. Many, many areas like that. The uh, European Union is now setting the standards, providing common agreed uh, protocols and standards that uh, make a major contribution to our health. And Martin, you're in academia, obviously, a professor at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. What does European Union membership mean for ongoing academic collaborations, or putting it another way, if we come out of the European Union as a result of the referendum, do we weaken our hold in the way that academia and research works across Europe? I think what we've seen is a uh, unanimity uh, in the higher education community in the UK that uh, leaving the European Union would be absolutely catastrophic. Those people who argue for leaving uh, make the claim that the funding could be replaced in some way by reallocating the contribution that we already make. I mean, this obviously ignores the huge hit that there would be to the economy, but it also completely misses the point because we benefit not just from the money that we get back in competitive of funding from the European research system, but also from the networks that we have, the, the exchange of researchers, which go all the way from the undergraduate level and the Erasmus scheme right through to the Marie Curie uh, fellowships, which allow uh, up-and-coming researchers to move between academic departments in Europe. The uh, whole system of free movement of people means that it is much easier to recruit people uh, who are from other European Union member states. We don't have all the paperwork, the work permits, the uh, red tape that you would have if that wasn't the case. So the networks are important, the mobility is important, the ability to collaborate with the uh, leading experts in other parts of Europe. And also in a public health, um, a public health perspective, the ability to use Europe as a natural laboratory. We already have uh, many examples, such as the work that was done to highlight the benefits of the Mediterranean diet, looking at different patterns of disease across Europe. But there are many other examples. Uh, different countries have adopted different policies on road safety, on tobacco control and alcohol policy, and many others. 
And we would really be disadvantaged if we lost the ability to study those within the framework that the European Union has provided. And finally, Martin McKee, one of the major fears about people who are thinking about voting to leave the European Union comes down to this very single most important European issue that is the free movement of people that you've just mentioned. But specifically, people see migration from the European Union into the UK as some threat to the National Health Service. This uh, argument that migration is placing some sort of a burden on the NHS is frankly bizarre. And we had a report by Vote Leave which showed a correlation between rates of migration and uh, A&E attendances, and it implied that something like a 6% increase in migration uh, was associated with a 60% rise in A&E attendances. And I showed in a letter to the Times that, in fact, uh, if you wanted to explain A&E attendances by a simple correlation, uh, you would find that the link was much closer with broadband subscriptions or almost anything else, in fact. Ludicrous comparison. But uh, the clear uh, point to be made is that if you do meet a migrant from another European Union member state in a hospital, they're much more likely to be providing the care rather than standing beside you in a queue. That point has been made many times. And we also need to recognise that free movement of people works both ways. So there are several million an estimate of 4 million in total British uh, citizens who are now living in other parts of the European Union, including about 2 million pensioners in Southern Europe. So those people who are arguing against migration are essentially saying that what we want to do is to get rid of the young, healthy people who are working in the National Health Service providing care and swap the older pensioners who are now living abroad and who are using the Spanish and Italian health systems. And frankly, that doesn't seem particularly logical to me. Professor Martin McKee, appropriately enough, you're speaking to me from Ljubljana in Slovenia. Many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet. Thank you very much indeed.